Thanks, Shane. Thank you very much. It's the Ray Dassey Show on RTE Radio 1. Enjoy the show. Thanks very much, Jeremy. Thank you. Come on. Come on. See, there's a, I'm a great believer in asking questions about things that are delivered to you as fact. So we're all told that today is Blue Monday. It's the downiest of down days in the year, the third Monday of January. And I thought, well, who, who, who came up with that? The answer is Cliff Arnall, or Arnall, A-R-N-A-L-L, back in 2004. He was asked by a travel company to figure out a scientific basis for the January blues, the post-Christmas blues. And from that, he came up with this Blue Monday thing. And uh, newspapers and radio stations, everybody have been dishing it out to you since then. For the last 18 years, we've all been told the third Monday of January, it's the downest of down days, the bluest of blue days. How could you possibly get out of bed on a day like that? And the thinking was, and I used to believe it, I, I, the thinking was that, you know, you've, you, there's a little bit of momentum after Christmas uh, and you get through the first few weeks and then it comes to the third week. And for a lot of people who are paid by the month, they haven't got paid yet their salary. So they're running out of money. It's dark, it's cold, it's wet. And all of these things add up to Blue Monday. Of course, today is a beautiful day. The sun's shining, the sky's blue. Got up this morning, full moon, lovely Lovely full moon. One of those moons that reminds you that we're on this big ball floating around in the middle of nowhere. And there's that other big ball that's doing the circle around us. And there are other balls out there. And then there's the big, biggest ball in our universe, the sun. Um, but it is. It's, 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 it's a wonderful day. And then, of course, it's case by case, isn't it? You might be having a great day. I could be having a really SH1T day. And, and it depends on what's going on in your life. So the fact that somebody back in 2004 have told us that today is the day we should all feel down is a load of rubbish. It's a load of poppycock. So good luck. Yeah, which are blue Mondays. Get out of here. We don't want to hear about you. Good luck. See ya. And of course, guaranteed for somebody who purchased a quick pick in the Castle Bar area, it ain't a blue Monday for them, is it? I found this fascinating article today in the Financial Times. It, it, this is crazy now. And it, it is, it, it's going to be of importance to somebody in the Castlebar area because the likelihood of you going bankrupt if you're a neighbour of a lottery winner is higher than the rest of the population. This is, this is based in science. Uh, winning the lottery can be hazardous to your neighbour's financial health. Research released by the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia found a significant jump in bankruptcies among households living near someone who won a big lottery jackpot. The economists theorised that people may have seen the good fortune next door and felt pressure to accumulate more assets of their own, especially flashy purchases like cars, that they simply could not afford. Uh, so it's a, it's a classic case of keeping up with the Joneses, but if the Joneses have won the lottery, <laughs> you shouldn't probably try, should you? Like they put on an extension. John, I think we should get an extension. They've got an extension. Uh, the headline finding, for every $1,000 increase in the lottery prize, there was a 2.4% increase in bankruptcy filings by the neighbours uh, over the next few years. That's the winner's neighbours over the next few years. So be careful. You've been warned. If you find out that it's your neighbour who won the $19 million, uh, in uh, Saturday's lottery, be careful. Don't try and copy what they're doing. You just can't. They've just won 19 million. 
Isn't it mad that it was rolled over for so long and then the, when they said it has to be won, it was actually six, you know, six numbers won it as opposed to, you know, what they decided to do if nobody got the six numbers, uh, which is brilliant. Do you know what brightened up my, my night as well last night? Dancing with the Stars. It's just, you know, and some real talent this year and some real messers. Billy McGuinness just lightened up the screen with his big smiley head in him and delighted he did it and so much enjoying it. And Angus McGreena. And then there's Erica Cody. Like, she's going to be hard to beat. Erica Cody is, like, already saying, you know, my hands are on that litter ball. Uh, and then Jordan Conroy and his partner, they, 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 they were pretty hot. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't watched it, it's up there in the RT player. Um, skip the first five minutes because they were slightly out of sync. Dustin was tweeting that, thanks to RTE for socially distancing, distancing the pictures from the audio on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Um, five on five, five on Ray at RTE.ie. Now, speaking of uh, lottery and Castle Bar, we can go straight down now to get the gossip on the street. And Mick Byrne is on the line. And uh, Mick uh, is from Mick Byrne's Bar in Castle Bar. How did you come up with the name for the pub, Mick? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a family-run pub for over 100 years, is Ray. It? And I tell you, you're on about Blue Monday and you're on about Boomtown Rats. And I don't like Mondays, but Mondays down here in Castle Bar today is electric and I mean that sincerely yeah there's a I'd say there's a buzz is there Mick the atmosphere is, the atmosphere is brilliant the people on the street are in good form yeah. everything is just buzzing at the moment and the speculation as to who won it you know nobody knows like Eileen Magna were down with RT yesterday and there was a rumour from Kalala to Belmullet to Shrewd <laughs> all over Mayo but I'm delighted that it's absolutely in Castlebar and somebody in Castlebar won it right yeah and now are you sure that it's somebody from Castlebar could somebody have been passing through Mick uh, quite likely they could be going to Westport because Westport is a very, very busy uh, tourist town and yeah. I could well imagine that it would be. But I'd safely say it could be somebody in Castlebar shopping Fridays and Saturdays because Castlebar is a good business town too as well. Right. And, you know, I do know Fridays and Saturdays. I was talking to two uh, shopkeepers there over the weekend and they said they were never as busy with lotto sales. So I'm hoping it's somebody yeah. in the Castlebar area and we'll keep it local, you know. You, you speak of speculation, uh, are fingers been pointed in any particular direction? They've been pointed everywhere. Right. I was getting into the car myself <laughs> today at 8 o'clock this morning. I never get up at 8 o'clock, but this particular day I had to get up and somebody let her roar, you're on your way to Dublin. I said, I can't even drive. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, the crack is just brilliant at the moment. And everybody, and you know, oh, your man, I share, your man bought the ticket there and he bought the ticket there. Yeah. So nobody even yeah. knows yet where the yeah. ticket was sold. You know? And that guy has a smile on his face. He never smiles. He must have won. <laughs> Everyone. Like there was a there was a rumor out that somebody bought a ticket down the country last night in North Mayo. There's not even a shop in North Mayo in this particular place where a man lives, you know. But yeah. the crack was good. The crack was good. And it is good, you know, it is good. And, and any any rumors about what shop it was sold in even? No, no. nothing. I think to be honest with Jerry, I think this is the fifth time I'm open to contradiction on this, but I think it's the fifth big winner we've had in Castlebar. And yeah. I do know a friend of mine in Staunton's there, I think in 2014, he sold a ticket for 14 million. And he actually only told me last week, I think that to this day, he still doesn't know who bought it. But now we have a speculation ourselves since uh-huh. then, you know. Because you, uh, you don't have to go public on it. Oh, you don't have to go. Just keep watching and keep looking and see yeah. who goes on the holidays. Would you, the yeah, would, you go, would you go public on it, Mick? I would. 
I, I couldn't keep my mouth shut I'd have to go public on it because I wouldn't stop smiling for the rest of my life <laughs> I mean you, that sincerely and did you do it over the weekend did you do I did, yeah. I did but you know when the thing comes out now my mother was going to give off to me because I'd done it in the wrong shop and certainly I didn't put it any other <laughs> way you know but and, you're, and, on about, you're, you're on about brightening up your life too as well what really gave um, the Mio people a great lift just that I'm not changing the subject no go on but uh, our, one of our up-and-coming footballers here in Mayo, Oshin Mullen, he's not going to Australia. And that too as well. Ah, he's staying put. One. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he, he's staying put because he is certainly a class act. So that put everybody in good form too as well. And also the fact that the lot of us won in Castlebar. Yeah. The place is electric. Brilliant. Uh, Mick, Byrne, know, Mick Byrne, our Castlebar correspondent. Way, you're always welcome yes, down yeah, Okay, yeah, you, we'll right. be the first to know, Mick. Let, do let us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck, <laughs> Mick. You. See you, Mick. See you. Bye, 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 bye. 51551 Ray at RT.ie. Warwick. Do you know who won the lotto? No. Do you know the way to San Jose? Uh, Mayo may win the lotto, but they can't win Sam, says Tony. And is Blue Monday something to do with all the credit card spending over Christmas coming home to roost? Just asking. Well, that would have been a factor, but it, it, it's not based in science. And as Eileen points out, it's the most beautiful day this year. I'm out in the garden and feel top of the world. Happy Monday it is for me. But we can't forget that it's a sad, sad Monday for many, of course. Um, uh, that's Eileen in Guidor. And uh, I found the Monday after New Year's Day a bit blue, says Cot. And I have it on good authority. It's a syndicate, but keep that to yourself, says John on the lot of win. Uh, not the bluest money for someone in Castle Bar, Vinnie and Mayo says. Um, yeah, we better tell you about our quiz, our reeling in the ears quiz. Uh, we've got together bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies and we're looking for two people, two people to come on after four o'clock and answer three questions each on clips that they hear in their ears. We call it reeling in the ears. And you know by now, two points for a short clip, one point for a long clip and there is a prize. Uh, we have a very nice day in the Farnham Estate in Cavan. Uh, you and your guests can enjoy a two-night stay in a stylish guest room with breakfast the following morning and dinner for two in Maxwell's Restaurant at Farnham Estate. It's located in the heart of Magnificent Estate with 1,300 acres of mature woodlands and lakes to explore, less than 90 minutes from Dublin. And there's a golf resort up there and a spa, a very contemporary and stylish hotel full of country charm and characters surrounded by natural beauty among acres of rolling countryside. So that's the prize. Um, we need two people, but first you have to answer our qualifying question. In which county was Saturday night's winning lotto ticket sold? That's easy peasy. In which county was Saturday night's winning lottery ticket sold? 0818-715-925. 0818-715-925. Good luck with that, and we could be talking to you after four o'clock. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Um, now, there's speculation down in May. I'd say that Oshin Mullen has won the lottery. That's why he's not going to Australia, wasn't there? Speculation back a few years ago about Lara Corbett winning uh, uh, the lottery, but it turned out to be untrue. Um, before this latest jackpot win, more winning jackpot tickets had been sold in Castlebar than in any other place in the country per head of population. Uh, this must make it the number one destination for lottery tourism, regards Martin. Now, I, I'll have to fact check that, but that's what Martin says. Um, and Bob says, what better way to rid the blues than playing ELO's Mr. Blue Sky? The version I prefer is by up-and-coming singer Alison Young. Uh, this is the song they use in the National Lottery ads, says Bob. I must, I must search that out. Now, have you ever fancied owning your own castle? 
Well, uh, Irish actor Sean Simon has wanted to own a castle from a very early age and after many, many years of hard work, he, he is he's finally able to live in Clunticilla Castle in County Roscommon and he's on the line now. How are you doing, Sean? I'm, I'm very good. You're looking good, Darcy. Oh, thank you very much, <laughs> Simon. <laughs> People might know you from Grand Designs. What year were you on Grand Designs, Sean? It was actually uh, um, September 11, uh, 2012. And, and is it the most watched episode of Grand Design ever? Is that is that factually correct? It is, yeah. It's, it's over 100 million. Um, so uh, it is because it went worldwide and at the moment it's coast-to-coast US. Um, the USA bought 12 episodes uh, off, off Grand Designs. Right. And uh, a funny little one is all they wanted was castles, churches, and cottages, <laughs> and when the producer of Grand Design said, "And what about our magnificent glass house and what have you?" He said, "Dime a dozen, pal. Dime a dozen. We want castle. That's all we want. We don't have our own. <laughs> we don't have our own castle, so we want some of yours." No. Yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, are you are you on a tower of a castle now? Speaking to us, I'm. I kid you not. I'm sitting on the highest tower. The castle is up in the air anyway, yeah. uh, on top of the hill, and there's four towers of different heights. That would allow gunmen to be uh, a body above the other fella firing. So there the four different heights. I'm on the highest tower with with my beloved dog here, Buddy. He's barking mad. He might start in a minute. Okay. And my black cat. So uh, it's, uh, it's typical castle, uh, if you like. And there's nobody around, you know, but the uh, lapping waters. And that's where you have the best coverage for your phone. It is. It is up. I have to go up there. If I went down in the dungeon, there's no hope. Uh, there's no hope at all. And I have a dungeon. Uh, uh, Sean, this is very much a labour of love. You, you, you first encountered this castle when you were seven. Do you mind me asking what age you are now? I don't at all. No, I'm 67. You're 67? So 60 years. Yeah. Right. Jesus. Uh, it sounds wrong, doesn't it? I'm thinking to myself, not 60 years. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You know, life is a blink. Yeah. You know. So, so you've known this castle and loved it for, for 60 years? Yeah, I have. I didn't think of that. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, it's frightening. And the dream that you once had, you bought it, of course. How many years ago did you buy it? I bought it a mere 25 years ago. Um, when I first saw it, by the way, there was a forest grown in the middle of the castle. Yeah. There was no roof, there was no nothing, and the trees were grown up to it. And in actual fact, by the time I bought it, it was in danger of collapse. And that's a very strong subject to my heart is the fact that we let castles fall down. That's what we do. And then once they fall down, we say, I oh, Jesus, it's shocking. That should never have been let happen. Isn't that a disgrace? But before they fall down, we do zilch. Nothing. And neither does our government, for that matter. So I'm trying to change that. Yeah. And it's only now that it's inhabitable in. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, only, it's only really now. Well, it will, by 2012, when it was shown on Grand Designs, it, it, it actually was inhabitable. It was. But I still had a lot of conservation work to do. So now the entire stonework has now completely restored. Um, so if I left it today or left this world, it'd be standing in 200 years' time because it's the work done. Yeah. And that's what I want to see happen to other places. Because I've seen in my own lifetime a number of, you know, a wall, one wall falls down of a castle or, you know, a special building it starts to bring the rest with it once it starts to go. And very often there's trees grown in the middle of them. And if I wanted to knock a building legally, I would plant trees 
throughout the middle of it. So, you know, there, there is more we could do about them because they're, they'll be there in a thousand years if we do the right thing now. Which you've done. Frankly, we're not doing it. And Clune to Castle, <laughs> we, we did a show from Lockheed Forest Park and you're very close to that. How close are you? I, if I got into my boat, I would have been with you within five minutes. All oh, right. Okay. I'm, I'm the next field over. Uh, now, what's the plan now? I was reading about you. you. You gave an interview to Alison Bray, was it, in The Independent? Uh, I did. And you're saying that you're going to rent it out. Yeah, when it's, when it's done, it has to wash its face. Mm. And, and the thing with these buildings is that it's a fair old face to wash. You know, you, you, you can't expect... Uh, I, I've often lived in these fairy lands like that. I think just do it and it'll all be grand and I'll sit at the top of the tower and all of that. But to... To ensure it for future generations, there'll be a certain amount of rental, but it'll be on a very selective basis. It won't be somewhere a ton of people can land into and party and go mad. And it'll be for special events, and there'll only be so many of them in a year. you know. And that'll be enough to keep the show on the road, yeah. wash its face, heat it, uh, and everything. I was on the website, Sean. What I did notice is, unlike most websites, there's no gallery. There are no pictures of the interior. No, because we, I, I still have to get furniture and stuff. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I left that, but I'm going to start putting them on now because most of the interior is actually okay. finished. Uh, you know, there's only, it's, only, it's only the beauty spots. You know, it's the things that aren't inherent to the castle at all that, that uh, I need to get done to beautify it. And there's some paintwork to be done in that. So I didn't want to show it until okay. it's absolutely finished. And when you were on um, Grand Designs, you said you were going to put... A jacuzzi in one of the towers. It's in. It's in. Oh yeah, it's in. It's in. It's the second highest tower, and there's a ju- jacuzzi on the very top of it. Um, because that was a bet I had. I had a few little bets with Kevin McLeod. Where we actually grew into friends. Um, he's a lovely guy. Yeah. And one of the bets was he, he said, "You won't put a jacuzzi up there," and I said, "Won't I? Won't I?" So when he comes back, which he's coming back, and he's dying to come back. Um, That'll be one of the moments will, will be me with <laughs> a cigar and champagne in the security and I'll, I'll want money off him because we have a few bets outstanding. Yeah. Uh, I, I call Kevin because we did become good friends. I call him Doubting Thomas because he, 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 he always says on camera he thinks he's doing six months and he thinks he can do it for one million. But I fear, I fear he can't. I fear it won't happen. And she's always right. Nobody ever does it on time. And nobody ever, ever does it for the money. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, was pleasantly, he was pleasantly surprised by you, though. He, he came around to like you a lot and admire you. Um, your tenacity yeah, it, it, and your, your, your courage and your vision. You, had a vi- you always had a vision. Yeah, it was my thickness, I think. <laughs> right. uh, I'm trying to be nice to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because he, he he thought, he says, how do you honestly think you can do this? I said, I can and I will. He says, and he says so I'll be back here, he said, with you living in grandeur. I said, yes. And he says, and how are you going to do it? I don't know. <laughs> so we were a bit of a kind of a double act. You were a double act, yeah. <laughs> and just remind people that you, you were a big star in the West End, so you you, uh, you did The Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, you, yeah, very you, lucky. You played the part of Elvis Presley. And you, were you in the original yeah. cast of Joseph's Technicolor Dreamcoat? 
Not the original, no. no. I was on a rerun at uh, Her Majesty's uh, Theatre uh, and uh, it was for Andrew Lloyd Webber and they did an album of that. There must be 50,000 albums out there of Joseph, which I've occasionally got a royalty of right. and uh, which is always very welcome uh, because they still sell all the albums of Joseph. It's madness, but they, it's one of the biggest fan clubs in the world, the Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And they buy every album of every cover that was done in any theatre. But that was one of the ones I did for a short time. I did a 12-week run-off. It's a special 12-week run and, and the UK tour. And that was just keeping me busy until I went into Are You Lonesome Tonight to play Elvis Presley from from 16 to 36 to the 1968 special. And uh, Martin Shaw from Shakespeare Company played The Last Night of Elvis's Life. And if I ever go back into it again now, it could be to play the last <laughs> night of his life. <laughs> or you could play... You could I play, don't know if that's good or bad. Well, you could play him coming back, you know, because there's, there's always rumours about him being spotted here, there and everywhere. Listen, will you invite I, us down? I wasn't dead. I was just taking a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Would you invite <laughs> us down? We'd love to do a programme from Clune to Killick Castle. Hey, will you do that? Yeah, I'd, we'd love to do it. Come so, down yeah. and... Come down and, and listen, bring the crew, yeah. stay the night, yeah. right? Now, listen, um, the only thing this castle didn't have originally, which gored me and I couldn't live with, was it had no dungeon. But would you believe I got planning permission for a dungeon right. from the county council? So there's a dungeon there. So if anyone's bold or gets too <laughs> drunk, I put them down in the dungeon and they have to listen to me singing Elvis for two days. <laughs> <laughs> right. So subject to that, yeah, you yeah. better come down. We let you love. I promise you, you love the time of your life. We love Br- great fun. A good crack. Yeah, thanks for inviting <laughs> us. Although I think I invited myself down, but uh, so we we'll see you some stage during the summer. Sean Simon from Flute to Killer Castle, County of Common. <laughs> good luck. See you. Bye. Bye. Good bye. Luck. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. Text five one five five one. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. Um, Mairead in Galway has been on so happy to hear Sean Simon has succeeded a lot of the fame of the Grand Design programme was because of our hand rubbing rubbing or ringing at his failure Uh, he has persisted and the devil thank the begrudgers Uh, that's Mairead in Galway Uh, and we've invited ourselves down to uh, Clontakilla Castle which I'm looking forward to now I'm joined in studio by Claire Walsh uh, Ireland's top free diver (laughs) how are you Claire? How are you? Yeah, Thanks good. so much for having me in. You were in the magazine uh, over the weekend. Yeah, the, I was. the Independent magazine. Yeah, you have a story to tell. Let's do the free diving first and then okay. we'll get to the COVID. Okay. Right. <laughs> One thing after so, the other. So, so free diving is, is jumping into the water and holding your breath. Okay, next, yeah. COVID. So, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> done, done. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, so free diving, it's funny when I usually get two answers or two replies when I tell someone I free dive. So the first one is, oh, that's great. You don't have to pay for your scuba anymore. Not quite. <laughs> and then the other one is jumping from top of the cliff into water. Oh, now, yes. To me, that's mad. Yeah. That takes nerve. Um, so free diving is a sport of holding your breath underwater. So it can be man- it can be uh, measured in time, uh, in distance. So that's done the pool and then in depth. So that's done open water. And I think that's the one that makes free divers turn into that emoji with, you know, the one with love hearts in their eyes. Yes. That's uh, what we get excited and about. And your record is what? Um... I don't know if it's it's technically the record ending, but my personal best. Yeah, it's your personal best. But you, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, your so record. It's six, so it's 59 meters. It's one right. of the 60. So I suppose to put that in context, um, Liberty Hall in Dublin, from the top uh, down to the bottom, is 59 meters. Right. So all that on one breath and back up again. 
And uh, what was that in time? Oh, I can't remember. That, That I suppose, discipline wouldn't necessarily be measured in time. Uh-huh. I'm slow. Okay. I, I take my time. So what's your time... Person. 5.59 5.59 yeah. See there's a pattern I really don't like sixes apparently at the yes. moment So 5.59 And do people when you introduce yourself and tell them what to do they say watch me see what I can do Yeah yeah, quite often or you know uh, certainly you know, uh, swimming with people you know they'll, they'll do laps to show me how much they can do but yeah everyone I think at some point in their life has given it a go Yeah 5.59 5 minutes just one second off 6 minutes you held your breath for yes I think it's around the length of Bohemian Rhapsody it is you're right yeah so it's funny and I remember uh, one morning my brother-in-law texted me and he said Bohemian Rhapsody came on I had a shower I made my porridge I'm just out the door the song is still on so it's like it's a lengthy song it is it's a long long song so why is is the next question yeah that's a really good question um do you know what? I don't know. I I tried it as just, I suppose, something cool to do. I was travelling. I was in the mindset of trying new things. Um, you know, I'd done zip lining, I'd done scuba diving, quad biking, all that kind of stuff. Um, I was snorkelling with a bunch of lads and one of them or two of them kicked down and I thought this was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I'm quite competitive. I tried to give it a go myself. I didn't manage. So I did ask them, you know, well, how did you do that? They explained that this was free diving. So I looked into where you can learn it and I did a course and then I actually stayed to do the second course and I stayed to do a little bit more dri- diving and then I came home. So I suppose I presumed that once I got back to Ireland, that would be it. Like the zip, I haven't done zip lining since, but I found it really hard to give up, if I'm being honest. I, I keep, I kept, I keep present tense being drawn back to it. So the following year... I went out to do it for, I think, six weeks during the summer. And the following year, I I sold my car, I sold my keyboard and I went out and did it for nine months. And I think every year, bar 2021, I've spent as much time as I can in warm waters training depth. Uh, How do you choose that horrible word, monetize it? Yeah, (laughs) Um, you know, it is. It's a passion project and a lot of my own money has gone into it. But I was incredibly lucky. A sponsor came on board in 2019. I uh, TimeWise Systems, a fantastic guy, kind of uh, Ronan Clinton, showed a bit of faith in me. He thought right. this was cool and, you know, supported me financially. But the even better thing is... Uh, you know, last year I wasn't in the water and he started up his sponsorship again. You know, I have long COVID. But I, okay, I, well I need training. Yeah. I need to access physios. I need to access, you know, gym instructors. And he kept that sponsorship going through last year. Now, you got COVID and you, mm. you, you suffer from long COVID. Yeah. You would think that you have, as they say down the country, a good pair of lungs on you. Fine set of lungs. <laughs> Fine set of lungs on you. Yeah. And, and that, that would help you fighting yeah. off COVID. But it wasn't the case with you. No. And you know what? I think it made it more scary because I I have a good awareness of my breath. I know how to slow it down. I know how to manipulate it in the right word, but I know how to control it to an extent. And it was, I remember it was a Tuesday, it was maybe day five or five or six of, of having COVID and I felt my breath change. So I had to actively or consciously try and slow it down. But it, it just felt wrong. So I think I think that, that scared me quite a bit. And I, I spent the, the night in Vincent's um, th- that evening. So I, I think because I had I, I had such a good awareness or 
it just it threw everything it threw everything up into the air uh, and this is what you did this is your passion as you yeah. described free diving and, and the scary part was that if you didn't have your lungs working at 100% or yeah. 120% you weren't going you're to be able to do it you're not going to try anything underwater no. if your lungs aren't 100% and like similarly you know I teach singing I teach voice work so breath support is such a big part of my day to day life and work and passion so this really just turned everything on its head and have you any understanding of why you got long COVID and, and others didn't? No, and it's funny, you know, some of my family tested positive around the same time and thankfully they don't have symptoms of long COVID. And, you know, I'm a little bit out of it now. I've had some respite and I can look back and go, I don't know why and that's okay. But I think at the time, you definitely, there's a small element of shame. You know, why is there something wrong? Am I not fit enough? Uh, you know, could I have done something mm. differently? And your mental state becomes just as vulnerable as your physical. So that allows those thoughts to come in. So when did you get COVID? 2nd of January 2020. Okay. So I'm a year uh, out. Yeah, a year out. And how long did the symptoms of long COVID last with you? You still have... A year and a week. A year and a week. So you're still... Yeah, still yeah I had a lovely break, actually. I had a break from, you know, November and December. Then the last two weeks I've had some symptoms. They haven't been as severe, but they're definitely still there. And what would they be repeats of the of the symptoms that um, people get when they get COVID? So my symptoms were fatigue and... <laughs> Fatigue has been really, really hard to describe because, you know, you use the word tiredness and everyone's response seems to be, um, but sure, everyone's tired. And I had a lot of people in my life who were new mothers. So like, don't talk to me about tiredness. <laughs> you so, don't know what tiredness exactly, is. Exactly. And, and that's probably right. <laughs> but this this was kind of a tiredness in your bones, a kind of an ache. Then I'd get quite a lot of um, muscle pain, joint ache, sensitivity to light, breathlessness. Um, and when I talk about fatigue, it's it's not being able to shower and preparing food becomes a mammoth task. Right. So there's a lot of time lying flat on my back in my bed, curtains closed, uh, no screens or blue lights and just, you know, give your senses just a complete rest. And in speaking to your doctors, do they understand? No. No, they don't understand it yet. No, that hasn't been a, a, a very positive experience. And, you know, the, the rational side of me realises this is so new. But when you're kind of crying out for help mm. because it's month nine and you're really struggling to work and live, you uh, want help. And there's a community of you on Facebook. Yeah, I, I definitely have backed away from that out of fear, I suppose. You know, you're seeing all these symptoms and you're hearing people going, I'm on month 18 and this morning my symptoms are worse than they ever were. I can't hear that. Right. You can't go there in your head. I suppose month six was a real turning point for me. It was a real wall. It's like, oh gosh, this is going to last a little while. So you definitely measure time differently and take things more, you know, on a, on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So now... I'm, I am careful. I I get excited when I have a bit of energy and I want to do too much. I work with a terrific trainer, uh, Colin McIndoo in BHF, BHAF in Sandyford and he just laughs at me. I come into a session and I say excitedly, you know, I've done the sugar loaf at the weekend. He just rolls his eyes like, Claire, pace yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm more uh, hair than tortoise, I think. Yes, and you teach people how to breathe. Now, yeah. people are probably laughing and going, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> breathe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, mindfulness, meditation, all about the breath, uh, getting in touch with our breath, knowing yep. when we're exhaling and inhaling. And, and and why do you think it's so important? Obviously, that's that's a ridiculous question because we need 
to breathe, to live. Mm. Uh, but, but getting in touch with our breathing, why is that so important, do you think? Well, I think it's funny how I got into it. So it would have been recommended uh, to me to do it for years. So I would have had difficulties with mental illness all throughout my 20s and 30s. And, you know, you need to try mindful practice. You need to be compassionate, no judgment. So this, you know, has been told to me for a long time. And you kind of go, yeah, yeah, it's not for me. If I keep moving quickly, it won't catch up with me. And then suddenly I find freediving. And there is that competitive element to freediving that appeals to me. And I learned very quickly that to be able to progress, to be competitive in freediving, even with yourself, you have to do these things. So freediving was the dangling carrot. And to reach that, I had to take on board mindful practices, slowing down, connecting my, with my breath out of the water so that I could apply it when I'm in the water. Because, of course, you have to slow your heart rate down yeah. to be able to hold your breath for nearly six minutes. Absolutely. Slow your heart rate down. And it, like it's, it's a really mental sport. So you have to slow your thoughts down. You know, you really, you know... <laughs> empty your mind of thoughts well sure then it just yes. leaves a vacuum for all it, the thoughts to come in it's the antithesis of a lot of sports isn't it because a lot of sports are high adrenaline, yeah. adrenaline all that uh, and free diving is the opposite because yeah. it, the, 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 the faster your heart rate the more you breathe absolutely and the more you use oxygen yes so you're not going to be good at the old free diving exactly so I think free diving has taught me so much you know at first I only did it when I knew I was going to dive but now I suppose it's the other way around. So do you monitor your heart rate and slow it down to a certain level? No. I just remember, did Hannibal Lecter do that in did one he? of the movies? Sorry, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I can. And you can't you can watch it slow down. There is a party trick um, when you when you do hold your breath, your heart rate can drop, 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 I think down into the 30s. Right. Um, so that is a little bit of a party trick. If you have a, a, pul- a pulse oximeter, um, you can monitor that. And when you go down, you're saying the 59 metres, mm-hmm. which is the height of the uh, uh, Liberty, Liberty Hall. Hall. And is it, I never heard about this before. There's a point you, you reach when, you, what, you, you you don't, you float or what yeah. happens? Uh, you become negatively buoyant. Right. So everyone is, is positively buoyant. So that means that they'll always go up different points and it's different for men and women. But there is this point now, I wear, you know, a weight belt where you, you stop floating and you start sinking. And it is the most, ma- <laughs> you're making a face like this is terrifying. <laughs> it is the most magical feeling. It's like it's being weightless. Everything becomes so easy, so effortless. And that's the real cue, I think, for divers to just soften everything and let go and let it happen. <laughs> it's mag- it is magical. But then how do you what? You have to swim so like then, a then you know, then on the reverse, the coming up to so that part when you are negatively buoyant, you do have to use a little bit more effort yes. to get up. And then when you're coming up to near the surface, you might pull back on that movement because your buoyancy is taking over and bringing you up. Okay, let's give our listeners just one quick takeaway then about our about our breath. Yeah, so there, there's so many practices um, and there's so many practitioners, but something that's really, really simple that I've kind of not forced, but encouraged myself to do on a daily basis. Music is really, really important to me. I can always find time in my day to listen to a song. So I pick a piece of music, whether that's three minutes or five minutes, I sit no phone, no screens. And for that time, if I find my mind wandering to, shoot, I need to reply to that email or did I, what am I going to have for dinner, you know, this evening? If I find myself, my mind wandering to that, I'll just bring it back to my breath. 
So it'll be breathing in, two, three, four, and out, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. and just anchor myself. I've read that so many times and I've heard so many people say it, and I, I just still can't do it. But I'll keep practicing. <laughs> it's all about the practice. <laughs> That's isn't what it? it's about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't catch the name of the speaker about COVID. Did the lady say she got uh, COVID originally on 2nd January 2020? Maybe I misheard. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And that would have been the second year of COVID, of course. That's right. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. we're now nearly at our second anniversary, which is. Exactly. Uh, I'm not Hard saying. to believe. Uh, Claire, um, good luck with everything. I hope you make a full recovery and uh, the next time you're in a big competition, do let us know and we'll follow your Thank progress. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. That's Claire Watch there. We'll take a quick commercial break. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Tweet at Radio Ray RTE. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Connor Pope. Uh, hey, how are you doing? Just to clarify that, yeah, I spoke to Claire. It was 2021 that uh, she got COVID. We didn't have COVID in this country in January 2020, but time gets mixed up, doesn't it? We, we, we've we've got we're very confused about the last couple of years, uh, so you can understand how Claire got that wrong. Uh, now, how are you? Connor? Good, I was actually listening to that and I was like, 2012, oh, jeepers, January 2020, COVID's been going on a long time. Yeah. But as you say, Ray, it's very easy to get confused. Very easy to get confused. Um, now, um, we did Wordle, I'm, I'm not going to play it in, because we're, we're, but you're still a fan and you're still doing it. And I think as each day goes by, more and more people are doing it. And I've got my two children involved now and Kate came up with a really good uh, strategy the other day because I was I was homed in on you have two letters so you have to use those in the next word and she said why don't you just try that word without those letters just to see if say S and R feature and that was brilliant you see what I'm saying See, yeah, I don't know now, right? I mean, did you do, you did it today? Did you? Now, I did, yeah. we, we're not going to do a Sarah McInerney on it and reveal the word to the nation. I did it, and <laughs> I got it. Did, I got it. Yeah, I got it on the sixth one, and I thought it was ludicrously hard. Yeah. Did you? But, uh, but but somebody I know, like actually, my wife pointed out to me that someone she knows got it on the first word, and I'm like, how is that even possible? Well, that's that's like winning the lotto. That's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> and and ju- there's a lot of people slagging Wordle, and, and I won't hear a word of it. I won't hear a word of it <laughs> because it's. I love it because it's old school. It's once a day. It's you know. It's like going back to the old days, which is nice. Do you know what it is, and it's good crack. And it means like if you've got like you can play it with your family, you can compete with your family. But as I said, I think last week or the week before last, it can't become an obsession because you only have one go at it every yeah. single day. Yeah. And once that one go is fa- is passed. You just have to let it go. So it's not like all these other social media interactions that we have. And I'm talking about everything from Facebook to fantasy football, whereby their algorithms are designed to draw you back in over and over and over again. So this is, as you say, very pleasingly old school. Yes. One go, you're done. Uh, Would you do Dance with the Stars, Connor? Do you know what? I probably wouldn't because I am absolutely useless right. when it comes to that sort of thing but then I will have to say just just by, as a caveat I have this inability to say no to anything <laughs> right. so years and years ago I was asked to do Celebrity MasterChef and the first question I said was what are you joking did you dial, did you dial the wrong number <laughs> <laughs> can't be me you want but I said yes and it was just immensely stressful and for, for years afterwards I kept having nightmares about how, <laughs> uh, how I ruined my dessert on that one time that caused me to get sent home and it was almost like re- revisiting my leaving cert <laughs> experience and I would imagine that dancing 
uh, with the stars is that by a million. Yeah, yeah. Because not only do you have to put your entire reputation on the line, you have to do it wearing the most ugly <laughs> clothes known to man. And you probably have to wax your chest as well, Ray. So I just like, across the board... <laughs> I, th- just I think that is just no. say no. I think this is no, right. Uh, Pricewatch at rte.e if you want Connor's help um, with any of your consumer issues. Uh, dear Connor, I have an Ulster Bank current account and a mortgage with the bank, but because they're leaving the market, I have to change everything. Uh, it is just so much hassle, but I wonder if you could outline what my options are and how much all the hassle is going to cost me, please. Well, the good news here, Ray, is that this this hassle, as this person describes it, might actually actually end up saving them money. And it might end up saving them thousands of euro every single year for the next 10 years or 15 years or whatever it might be, because they didn't go into great detail about what kind of mortgage they had or how long left they had on their mortgage. But I do appreciate how people perceive it to be a real hassle to change bank accounts. And and that's why so few people do it in this country. Because if you just talk about current accounts for a start, you, when you change your current account, you have to work out, OK, well, my salary has to pay, be paid into a different mm. account and all my direct debits have to be changed and my standing orders. And then I've got to get a new card and I've got to remember a new PIN number. And mm. it's just like, oh, it's just so much hassle for people. Um, and then, of course, when it comes to mortgages, the hassle of the current account switch is left in the halfpenny place. At least that's what people think. But like, And this was really crystallised for me about a decade ago. Do you remember when Ulster Bank for a summer effectively ceased to function as a bank? Oh yes. People couldn't get their money paid into their accounts and you know there was just like for weeks on end the bank's computer systems in Scotland just collapsed and nobody could access their money and the bank you know the, the staff in, in, in Ireland were like helping people out by giving them like cash, cash over the counter and all this stuff and I remember thinking at the time ah oh, well Jesus that's it everyone's just going to leave Ulster Bank but nobody did <laughs> because at the end of the day people went oh Jesus I know they wrecked it for me and they ruined my summer but you know what it's just too much hassle but yeah. people have no choice now because both KBC and Ulster Bank are leaving the market. Now, they're not leaving it today or tomorrow, and they've all both, both, both those banks have promised an orderly wind-down. But that's still going to leave 600,000 people looking for new banks once they both leave. So if you just talk about the current accounts first, there are basically eight options left on the market for people today once Ulster Bank and KBC are taken out of the picture. So you've got AIB, Bank of Ireland, OnPost, the Credit Union, EBS, PTSB, and then you have N26 and Revolut. Now, they're the two virtual banks, the online-only banks, the digital operators. Um, so, where, where, where a person should go really depends on what they want and what they need from a bank. So, if somebody lodges a lot of checks, or if somebody actively likes going into a branch to do their business in the branch, well, then AIB and Bank of Ireland would be obvious choices, mm. because they have 170, roughly, branches each. I think one, you know, one has slightly more than the other. And then uh, PTSB has around 75 branches and it's going to take over 25 Ulster Bank branches. So that'll take it to 100. And then on post has 900 post offices around the country. And then it allows customers of AIB and Bank of Ireland to carry out their day-to-day banking in those offices. So if, you, if the physical footprint of a bank matters... Well, they're your choices. But if the physical footprint doesn't make a bit of difference to you, well, then you have Revolution N26. Now, they have completely changed the way banking operates, not just in this country, but all over the world. Because they've effectively come in over the last three or four or five years and just said, you know, we're going to do it completely differently. And there are an awful lot of positives about both of those banks, but they don't have a physical presence. And sometimes they can be quite pricey. So, for instance, N26 allows you three free ATM withdrawals a month. But after that, you pay two euros every time you use an ATM machine. 
So mm. that's quite pricey if you're going to use the ATM a lot. Now, I have to tell you, I can't remember the last time I used an ATM. And then I'm sure a lot of your listeners will be the same because if I have effectively stopped using cash. Uh, can I ask you a, a question lot, just yeah. on... Uh, do Revolut and N26, do they piggyback uh, on the bigger banks? Well, not the same. No, they, they're but entirely you, independent like, uh, of them. No, but you could get your you could get your wages lodged into a oh, revolution account, right? Okay, okay. Or N twenty six or whatever right, it might be. Okay. Now, most people, a lot of people, don't do that because they prefer to put a couple of hundred quid or a hundred quid into Revolut or whatever, just so they can transfer money easily to other people, whatever it might be. But, you know, so uh, the, the reality then is, so they cost, they can be quite pricey when it comes to using cash. Now, AIB will charge you 35 cent every time you use an ATM. Bank of Ireland and PTSB don't charge you anything. Bank of Ireland, for instance, will charge you six euros a month every, for every month. Okay. So it really does depend There's on... There's a lot of information what, there, so you need to distill it down for our listeners. <laughs> basically, you do, like, there's, a, there's, there's price comparison websites like bonkers.ie and they will allow you see at a glance what all the various different banks offer, right? So that's the first thing to remember. So just like do you, work out what you want from a bank and see which is one is the best value for money. But now when it comes to mortgages, this is the really big thing, right? Because... If you were to switch from a bank account, a mortgage that charges you the highest rate of interest to the one that charges you the lowest rate of interest, over you could save four or five thousand euros a year every single year for the duration of the mortgage. Now I'm leaving aside people who have the really good tracker mortgages because they're in a different place. So assuming this person doesn't have a tracker mortgage and they go from Ulster Bank to another bank that offers a, 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 a mortgage rate of less of one percent less, mm. they're saving themselves hundreds of euros every single month. Now they, people think, oh, it's just so much hassle to switch, but actually switching mortgage isn't that much hassle. But people tend to link the switching of a mortgage to the buying of a property. Now the buying of a property is a lot of hassle because you have to do all your financial due diligence, then you have to prove that you have the capacity to repay and all of these other things. Now when you're switching mortgage, you don't have to prove capacity to repay because the very fact that you're paying your mortgage yes. is sufficient proof that you have a capacity to repay. You're not dealing with any of the transfer title deeds or any of that stuff. So I've spoken to like mortgage brokers and there's a website called doddle.ie, D-O-D-D-L dot for instance, and they say that like it takes you around eight days to switch your mortgage. Now that's not eight work full working days, but like the eight days is like a, a collecting all the paperwork that you need in terms of way, pay, pay slips and current account data and all of that stuff. But if after the eight days, you've done all your work and you have a good relationship with a broker, and I would recommend a broker in this scenario, you can save yourself hundreds of euros every month. And over a period of, as I say, five, 10, 15 years, you're looking at savings of thousands of euros. So whilst this person perceives it as a bad news story and a lot of hassle, ultimately, if they do their homework, it'll save them a lot of money. And if somebody had a tracker mortgage with Ulster Bank and they're transferring to, they have to transfer to a different bank, did they bring the yeah. tracker mortgage with them? The contract is the same, you see. That's the whole thing. Like You have a contract with Ulster Bank to pay your mortgage at a certain rate for a certain period of time. Now, if it's a tracker, the, your contract isn't being broken just because they've decided to ex exit the market. So another bank will take on that mortgage and they will take on the full terms and conditions and of your contract. And they're obliged to do that, are they? It's the law. It's the law. You've, right. si you've signed a contract with bank with Ulster Bank. It's not your fault they've, they're know, exiting know, the market. Yeah. So when they talk about an orderly withdrawal from the market, that's effectively what it means. So mm. they can't just depart and leave everyone to fend for themselves because that would be chaos. Um, so that's, but, but that's uh, why... Well, the reason I'm, I'm quizzing you on this is because other, other banks don't want tracker, tracker mortgages, do they? Because they don't make them any money. 
Well, like you know, they, they don't make them any money now. But yeah. like, who knows? Like, they, we've had a decade of unprecedented. But, low but they'll never make the money because it's only it's only a percentage above what the ECB is. Uh, you know? What the ECB yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But somebody who's had a tracker mortgage for fifteen years is probably going to not have that tracker mortgage for very much longer. Like, I suppose they could have it for another fifteen years, depending on how long the mortgage is. But I mean, like over time, that the, the tracker mortgage issue is being kind of slowly fed out of the system Yes, yeah. From, yeah. The, from the bank's perspective. Now, consumers benefited from that as they should have because the banks took a gamble and if the banks took a gamble and it didn't pay off for them, consumers should not have been left to pay the price for that. Of course, and it was at a time when, when people were handing out money left, right and centre and banks Absolutely. were competing with each other for lower and lower tracker mortgages. Um, and, and yeah, and they have to honour honor that, of course. And uh, uh, yep. Ulster Bank have to honour that and you can go to any bank with your tracker mortgage and they will continue to uh, allow you to pay at that rate. Uh, great. Uh, Pricewatch at rte.ie. Connor, thanks so much. Mind yourself. Mind yourself now, Ray. Take care. Bye-bye. And it's starting now. The Priest Skelton and Nocta, Maura de Wallach. Grandma, good morning. Thank you very much. Um, now, let's see what you said that we didn't get to. Yvonne on long COVID. I'm delighted to hear long COVID being discussed. My 18-year-old, uh, so since the age of 12, has been suffering with a post-viral illness that eventually, after several years, was diagnosed uh, as ME slash CFS. Many people do not realise this country has thousands of people suffering this illness and yet we have no qualified consultants and people treat it like it's all in their head. Uh, I'd love if you could deal with this topic and have more people on to share their experiences someday. Uh, It means a lot to even hear someone today to mention fatigue and what it's like uh, and that they're taken seriously. That's Yvonne and on Wordle got it in four today um, and then Mary and Claire said that's me sorted free diving. That's for me. I'm turning 60 in May, so it's got to be a gore. What do you think? Well, yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. And you don't have to do the, the 60 metres. <laughs> you can take it handy. Um, I have a tracker mortgage with KBC. What's likely to happen with them when they leave the country? Well, I asked that question and we got an answer from Connor and the game of the times we live in. This is Wordle. For people with short attention spans. Hmm. Uh, and have to do Wordle before I even have the coffee in the morning. Got it on third go today. And could you please confirm the exact website uh, address for this? After listening to yourself and Connor talking, I introduced my husband to it for a bit of friendly competition. But his word was a different word to mine. And we were trying to solve it separately on our phones at the same time. Kind regards. Um, the powerlanguage.co.uk. That's what powerlanguage.co.uk forward slash Wordle. I just put in Wordle and click on it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm doing it wrongly. Anyway, it's time for Reeling in the Ears. Yes, thank you. Um, bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies. And we've two people on the line waiting to answer three questions on Clip Stable here. And a prize. And it's a very nice day in the Farnham Estate in County Cavan. Two nights stay in stylish guest room with breakfast the following morning and dinner for two in Maxwell's restaurant. And it's up there in a magnificent 1,300-acre woodland. Um, And there's golf up there and there's a spa up there. Loads to do, lovely walks. And it's a very uh, contemporary and stylish hotel. If something can be very contemporary, I'm sure it can. Uh, On the line, we have Kim Sharkey. How are you doing, Kim? Hello, Ray. How are you? Good. You're in Lucan. I am in Lucan today. I am, yes. Yes. And, And how was your day so far? My day has been very nice. Um, I'm just finished work. I'm a secondary school teacher in Rathmines. Right. So it was busy and it was very productive. So all what, is good. What do you teach? I teach Irish. 
Okay. And just Irish, is that it, when you teach just, Irish? Yes. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, you were actually, I want to say, you were in the school a number of years back. You very, very nicely and willingly gave of your time. You emceed a fashion show for us, so thank you again, Oh, Ray. I know where you are we then. We were all I know, awestruck. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you are then. Yes, uh, yeah, up, you do. Uh, up there, top of our minds. And yes, you, you, you some famous past pupils, I think. Um, we do, we do. Mary Black and... Theresa Lowe. Um, that's it, yes. And the twinkle had, there as well. Twink, I believe, attended the school <laughs> yes, also. So, yeah. yes, the bastion of stellar yeah, 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 yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's at home with you, Kim? Um, well, I'm with my partner, Patrick, and I'm just about to collect my daughter, Anna. She's in a creche here in Lucan. Right. She, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then it's home for dinner. What's on the... And then it's home. Oh, gosh. Um, kind of mixed spaghetti bolognese and mashed potato. <laughs> All prepared yesterday <laughs> right. because... If I was to leave it until today, I'm not sure what we'd be having. We'd yeah, be well, having. it tastes nicer the second day, I'd find. It's, it, exactly. It doesn't. The flavour has been allowed to infuse into yeah, the food. That's yeah. it, exactly. Dead yes. right. <laughs> yeah. You said that with confidence. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. You can say that to Patrick. It. Yes, uh, the flavour has been it, allowed so to... I can oh, blame right, him right, if okay, it doesn't taste right. nice. <laughs> okay. Um, so, how are you on the quizzes? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous now, so I hope I do okay. I hope I don't embarrass myself. No, you won't. You're up against Audrey Hannigan in Donegal. How are you doing, Audrey? Hi Ray, how are you? Good. Whereabouts in Donegal are you? I am in Ballyshannon in Donegal. Right, um, and uh, I believe you were in the book, A Page of My Life. I was. I was the last page in the book. Were you? The last story, yeah. Audrey Hannigan, Reflection. Yeah, and remind us what the story was about. Um, the story was about uh, kind of me watching my dad. Um, you know, trying to, to try and, and successfully do, and I must say, because he's always listening, um, laundry after my mum passed away. And nice. it was just kind of reflecting on, you know, how much he missed her and how sad he was. And, you know, the menial tasks, daily tasks really kind of brought to life that that, that she was gone, you know, yeah. for him. And how much and just, he missed her, I suppose. How much he missed yeah. her, I suppose. And yeah. he, it, it just he, it looked painful for him, you know, at the time. Um, just hanging the clothes on the line and just kind of thinking back while I was sitting having a cup of tea about, you know, things you wish you asked and knew and talked about a bit more and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's lovely to have that in a book, isn't it? For everybody. Yeah, yeah. It, it is lovely because where I've seen to Roisin or Emily that I was talking to there, I've seen when you were ringing on publication day, um, I think he ran out of time to get to get to me, right. um, and I just really would wanted to say thanks because my mum died of of cancer, kind of, and it was a very kind of fast terminal cancer. But we had set me and her had set up a WhatsApp group because I said to her I'd love to write a story of a book on her life, right. and we had sent a few voice notes back and forth. And I know it was only a page in the book, but I, it was about her, so I felt like oh. I really delivered that oh, that's for lovely. her. That's lovely. That's that's you lovely. know, so it meant so much yeah, kind of yeah. to me and my family. Oh, Brilliant. That, that, I'm delighted yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get a party sometime. Yes. <laughs> with, the, with the cubes of cheese and bits of pineapple on a, on a cocktail yeah. stick. Yeah. That's all we want. How, how are you on the quizzes? Um, I'm okay, I hope. I don't know. I'm, I'll just... I'm not great. Listen, right. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you, you can, but I'll try. You, you can blame the baby brain, I believe. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> to cover my yeah, yeah. I'm pregnant at the minute. Um, I'm... 17 weeks pregnant so right. my second congratulations yeah. and how old is your other one um, Blair is my daughter and she's five right so yeah so Th- she's just in the sitting room bribed with a lolly at the minute that's so. like us now we were when when we had Tom Kate was five and a half 
Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, because I really worry about the age gap, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Ah, eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, Kim versus Audrey. Um, so uh, you have three questions each on clips you hear. If you go for a short clip, it's more difficult. So you get two points, go for a longer clip and you get one point. Whoever gets the most points at the end wins the prize. If it's a draw, we go to a tie break. Good luck to you both. Here we go. Okay, Kim. Uh, so the year is 2011. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Oh, well, we'll give it a go. Yeah, uh, and we, we start at the movies. Okay. So do you want a long clip or a short clip? I'd have a short clip. Short please. clip, okay. So 2011, this Irish comedy was a worldwide success. Mm-hmm. Can you name it? And here is your short clip for two points. Just being transferred from Dublin. Big city by, huh? And me just a lowly country nobody. Any ideas? No, that's Brendan Gleeson, I think. Yes. Um, oh, gosh. Now, I've seen this film, and can you believe that I cannot remember? Oh. Listen, think about the clip. Yeah. I, and I didn't really hear it very well. But anyway, I'm not going to blame the, the clip. <sighs> Do you know what? I'm, go- I'm going to just, I'm going to say I don't know. Oh, yeah, right. You'll be yeah. thinking yourself. The guard. Yeah. The guard. The guard. The guard. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Don okay. Cheadle. Yeah, yeah okay. Don Cheadle. He voices the new Wonder Years, which is on okay. one of those streaming okay. channels. Yeah, right. he's, he's okay. the, the, the narrator. Okay, uh, early days came. Audrey. All right. 2011, in the movies. Mark. Do you want to go long or short? Long. Long, okay. Uh, cautious approach. In 2011, a major movie franchise came to an end when the eighth and final film was released. Can you name it? And here's your long clip for one point. How dare you stand where he stood? Tell them how it happened that night. Tell them how you looked him in the eye. A man who trusted you and killed him. Tell them. Well. Harry Potter. It is. That was Harry My Potter and the so Deathly. Proud. Say again. My husband will be so proud he loves her. Oh, does he? Right, right. And you get one point for that. Okay, you're on one, Kim. You haven't uh, a score on scoreboard yet. No. You're on your second question. It's 2011. We're in the charts. So music from that year. Yeah. What do you think? I'll have to go. I'll have to go short. You have to go short. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think Uh, I will. Oh, God. This is one of the biggest hits of 2011. Can you name the song or the singer? And here's your short clip for two points. Yes, rolling in the deep. You just get the two. You don't get extra points for naming both. But you're on the scoreboard with two points. Uh, Oji, you're on one. um, 2011 music. Do you want to go long or short? I'll have to go short for Kim's head. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this song was a hit for a British band in 2011. Again, song or band. And here's your short clip for two points. Coldplay, I love them. Yes, it is. Uh, every teardrop is a waterfall. You're on three. Um, you're on two, Kim. Um, yep. So I think that has decided it for you. What you're going to do? Go short. You will. Yes. Uh, we're in the news. Yep. Um, okay. okay. So it's 2011. A music video shot in a field in Bangor, County Down, made the headlines. I know the answer to this. Do you? Yeah. When a farmer objected to what was yep. being filmed, can you name the world famous singer whose video was being shot? I'm going to play yeah. the clip in anyway. Okay, it's it's no a problem. short clip for two points. What was happening was not appropriate, and I told them we'd have to stop. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. go on. Rihanna. Rihanna, Rihanna. yes. Rihanna. Yeah, gets you two points. You're on four. Yeah. Now, okay. Audrey, you're on uh, three. If you go for a one pointer, it brings us to, and you get it right, it brings us to a tiebreak situation. However, if you go for a short clip and you get the two points, then uh, you are today's winner. So, 
right. What are you going to do? I'll just go the short. You go the short, okay. Uh, so Ireland had some very special visitors in 2011. In this clip, we hear from a cousin of one of the visitors. What famous cousin is he talking about? And here is your short clip for two points. When he got out of the car, he goes, um, he goes, I believe you're my cousin, uh, Henry. Uh. I know it. Go Barack on. Obama. Yes, that's Henry oh, Healy there. Henry VIII and Barack Obama. You get two points, you're on five. Uh, Kim, yeah, oh. it was the guard. Oh, well, and, you, and, and you spotted yeah. Brendan Gleeson oh, and everything. Oh, I know, yeah. Ah, sure, listen. You were so close. So Audrey. close. Yeah. Oh, thank That's you, Kim. Fun. I have the same on for dinner as well today, Kim. Spaghetti bolognese. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, we <laughs> 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 Kim, we're going to send you yeah. out a couple of Ray Darcy thank show mugs. Thank you so much, Ray. Yeah. I love the show. One for the kitchen, one for the staff room in the school. Great. Okay. Thank you so much. See you, Take Kim. Care. Thanks. Great okay. talking to you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Audrey, well done. I'm so happy. Uh, you're yeah. off to the Farnham Estate uh, and you can go to farnhamestate.ie to see what's in store for you. Uh, oh, it's I'm up so there delighted. in County Kevin. We were meant to go there on New Year's but I hadn't gotten my booster so I didn't want to go because, you know, I was too nervous with yeah. COVID and I cancelled it. So I'm right. delighted. There you go. Uh, on us. <laughs> well, on them, Thank I suppose. Thank you so much, Ray. Well done. See you, Audrey. Right, yeah, bye, 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 bye. The Ray bye, bye. Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Yeah, uh, 5 on 5 have on. Speaking to Audrey there, I think we should do another uh, page in my life this year. Uh, we gave it a rest last year. I think I think we will. We, we, yes, we'll put plans in place to do that again this year. Uh, fingers crossed we'll get Harper Collins on board as well and we'll, we'll do a book that'd be great and speaking of projects from the show uh, Ray's Marathon Challenge and well done to everybody who completed it nearly 2,000 people did it last year all in aid of Laura Lynn and I was just looking this morning uh, the figure and we're doing leaving it open until the end of January is €926,000 and uh, our target is a million so if you did it and you haven't got your money in or if you know somebody who did it and you haven't supported them yet uh, go to their I Donate page please uh, it's a really good cause Laura Lane and get us up to our target of 1 million euro and uh, Norma Sheehan is waiting in um, a cupboard down the way we'll talk to her after this Now, down the corridor and in the booth is comedian and actor Norma Sheehan, who's taken Shirley Valentine, her one-woman show, on a 32-county tour around the country. Good afternoon, Norma. Hello, Ray. How are you? That's a huge undertaking. Well, we have to be all-inclusive life. We can't be leaving any counties out, you know. (laughs) You travel light, of course, because it's just yourself. Yeah, I, there's Michael Scott is my producer director and he's he's brilliant and there's obviously the wall is the um, <laughs> the, the other lead character in the show, um, but yeah we 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 travel fairly light and it's it's a handy one during COVID especially because there isn't like twenty in the cast and likelihoods of dropouts and all that and yeah. it's and it's funny. And have you built up a, a sort of a nice chemistry with the wall? Uh, well. <laughs> I'm not really a wall person. I'm more of a, like, I talk to my car more than my wall. Right. But um, I do, I have heard a lot of people are climbing the walls or uh, losing their mind in the last two years. So, yeah, I think we can all relate to, to uh, talking to the wall. Yeah, we'll get back to Shirley Valentine because your, your car is now not only a means to get from A to B and to be a taxi driver like a lot of parents are, but it's obviously, it's a studio for you as well. It is, sure. And when, when Ashling told me I had to come down to this box studio here <laughs> because of COVID today, I was like, sure, I'll just go out to the car and turn yeah, on my knobs yeah. out there. It's, um, but yeah, no, I did turn the car into a studio to make um, podcasts and to do voiceovers for various um, whatever. Various yeah. Clients, yeah, and the quality is good enough for them. They don't they don't argue with you. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, no, Ray. These headphones you've given me today are very low, very low uh, quality. <laughs> <laughs> my own ones are better. <laughs> 
Um, and actually, I'm kind of loving sitting here with all these knobs in front of me. I'm, I'm feeling a bit of a power yes. trip here. Um, I, I think they're, you see they're building new studios over beyond. Um, and are they? as a result, this place is going to rack and ruin, you know, so they, because they're investing all the money over there. So why would they invest it here when we're going to be moving over there? That's the, the thinking. OK, fair enough. So I do apologise on RT's behalf for the quality of the headphones. I oh, know, I'll, I'll get over it. I'll get over it. I'm used to working in a cupboard as well. So this old box you put me in is <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so Shirley Valentine, it was obviously a success when it was in the Olympia or was it the Gaty? Gaiety. Sorry, it was, in, it was in the Gaiety yes. and we sold out, um, which was amazing. I think partly because Willie Russell wrote the play and it's amazing and it won loads of awards before the film and people needed to get out at the time. It was in October and uh, needed to laugh. Um, so it's back by popular demand, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Any voice you need. I, I should get you through jingles while you're here. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and he, you speak of, of Willie and, and, and he took it and Irish, Irishified it. Yeah, okay, Irishified. I must write that down because <laughs> I've been saying Irishalised it. Right. Um, yeah, he did come on a, uh, me doing Liverpool accent now for, for, for an hour and a bit wouldn't have worked for anyone. So what we he came on a Zoom and he um he now has based it in Ireland, but he's very particular. Like he's he's a genius. He wrote um Blood Brothers and a load of other ones, Stags and Hens and stuff, but he did the music for Blood Brothers as well. So he thinks musically, he just doesn't think um words, words, words. It's all beats and rhythm. Uh-huh. So like he was very particular about what words were replaced to Irish what did you say? Irishify it? Irishify it, yeah. Irishify it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I just, I've just, there's a C in a small circle just for that, just so you know. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, but is there anything in particular? Can you remember anything in particular that he changed? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, say, I, I, we'd be looking for place names, and yeah. you know, I, I might say, oh, you know, Grana Braher, and he'd be like, oh, there's enough beats in that, or Montanati oh, yes. mightn't have enough beats and stuff like that, and you know, the Cat Club was one that came up. He, he, God, he spent twenty minutes talking about that. He needed to get it right. Uh, like, I mean. Like he's, 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 he can't be a spring chicken at this stage, but he's so intelligent, so smart. And he sent me lovely flowers in the gaiety when we were on there. And um, we did a bit of banter, um, which was a bit rude, I can't say on air. OK. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might mention it off. Well, I, I sent him a message when I was trying to learn the lines, because there's a lot of lines. And obviously I have no filter in a potty mouth. So then he sent me, um, he sent me back flowers on the, on, uh, to the gaiety with the... Equally, equally abusive. Uh, right. OK, so you have that sort of relationship. <laughs> um, and there are a lot of lines. It's an hour and a half and it's a one woman show. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I definitely don't have Alzheimer's anyway. So that was a challenge there. But I, I do like putting myself out there to kind of, um, you know, th- things that are a bit scary and freaky. And it, it certainly was that. I mean, if I was ever going to have a stroke last year, it was, it was doing that in the gaiety. But I, I, I didn't. Distress. No, but, but how, what sort of strategies do you use to remember lines? Uh, of course, nobody knows them. Nobody knows them. So you, you can get them wrong a little bit, can you? Well, you can, except that uh, sure himself, Willie Russell said he was going to turn up one of the nights. Oh, and did he? he? And he'd <laughs> Notice if there was an is or an and change, so I'm I'm doing my best to keep it uh, keep it on on, yeah. on page. But uh, no, I I what do I do? Just repetition, repetition. I visualise it. I visualise links. Um, I'm not a massive reader. I'd say I'm on the spectrum with dyslexia and a few of those things. But I've so I've my own ways of colours and images. And um, do you know what, Ray? You don't want to see the inside of my head, to be honest. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I think that's the same for all of us. <laughs> and I think if more of us spoke about the inside of our heads, people would realise that that you know it's quite normal. Because I was thinking, I was thinking about normal. the inside of your head. You probably on a daily basis have to like declutter. All the stuff about me today and whoever else you spoke to, because you have to be in the moment tomorrow with the people you yeah. speak to. Do no, you but but I, I will remember certain aspects of our chat 
not all of it. Yeah. But I will remember, you know, the car thing. Yeah. And the Willie Russell thing and the flowers. Uh, yeah. I will remember that for a long time to come. Like I find as I get older, if if it doesn't help me get through the day, I have to actually delete it from the brain and just move on. But how do you do that? Because I like I know probably you know who you know hits from people from the nineteen eighties. Yeah. And, and this is a freakish thing, but I, I I'd have a good go at what length the song was. Because I, I used to have to know back in the days when I was doing pirate radio. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, well, so. actually, when I do voiceovers, I could get to the end of a take and I could go, that was a 32 and a half, was it? <laughs> right. Like, So I guess whatever your area is. You yeah, know. that's it. That's it. Yeah. So how are you doing, speaking of 32s, 32 counties, are you actually doing or is that just a yeah. thing for the poster? You're doing, you're actually, yeah, we're doing Galway, Mayo, Sligo, Leach, Common. Cork, Cork, uh, what is it? Cork, Clare, Limerick, Kerry, Tipperary, Waterford. Um, what are what are the Leinster that, ones? That Leinster, Leinster is more difficult actually. Well, yeah. we'll give it a go. Dublin, Dublin, Meath, Offaly, Kildare, Carlow, Kilkenny, Waterford, West Meath, Wexford, and Leash, Louth, Longford. No, we're doing Kildare. Kildare's <laughs> right. next week. We're going down to your county. Right. And is it, where are you in Nace or Newbridge? We're in the moat in Nace next yes, week. But right. I, you know the way you've eleven siblings. No, no, I've, 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 there's nine of us. Oh, there's nine of you? Yes, yes. There are 11 in the family. Because you know what people say now, there's five in our family and that means three kids and two parents, you know. Back right. in the day, we said there was nine in our family and then if you had the, the parents, there was 11 of us. Okay, well, if any of them are around nay, snow next week, right. I'll, tell I'll, them spread the yes, word. Now, yeah. we've a couple of seats left. It's nearly sold out. Okay. Uh, and so you're doing, that's, that's, that's brilliant. And yeah. it's all through January, February, March, April, May, June. I'm, I'm going through the months of the year now. You went through the counties. The, yeah. mo- the months of the year are easier to remember than the counties. Ulster as well. No, don't forget Ulster, yes. all inclusive. Now, the Gaiety is the big one in, in May, or sorry, in March, but uh, all the others are starting next week and onwards. Um, so we're doing everywhere Pavilion, Axis, Jesus, um, Mullingar, uh, Watergate, Untus. I, I'm learning my geography. I really am through all of this. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Uh, somebody wants to know uh, Does your guest do telly ads? That's right. Do you mean, am I in them? No, but you, you are in some of them. Yeah, I've seen you in, in them and you do a lot of voiceovers for them I as well. I do a lot of voiceovers. I yeah. would be, there would be a particular supermarket at the moment now, which would... Uh, which is you. Which we is won't you, name yeah. it now, we won't name it. But a particular supermarket that I would be very um, common as muck on at the moment. Yeah. And how about that thing at the end? Can I ask you about the, you know, the terms and conditions? Do you yeah. say that slowly and they speed it up? Is that what they do? Or? No, I'm a legend at that. You see, I'm, oh, from, Cor- I'm from Cork Lake. Do you know what I mean? Like, when we're from Cork Lake, we're like, anyway, there's no problem, so, so you can do that. You can speed up your voice. Oh, totally again, yeah, yeah. On demand. They tried to squeeze me on an ad this morning. I said, no, 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 just stop. That sounds like a chipmunk. And I redid it at the pace the pace they wanted it. So, oh, Look at yeah. you, look at yeah, you. Yeah, but you would do it too if you... If, if, if I had to. No, I, I don't think so. I can't speak quickly. <laughs> no, Kildare is like... I, there was guys that I went to school with and they were out from Norney Way and they spoke very slowly. <sighs> oh, yeah. You could drive through the words, you know, it was real slow. Yeah. So that's that's the Clare way. It's, it's well, flat. And it's not yeah, very I think I, I probably started speaking. I nearly died of boredom there at Christmas. To be honest with you, Ray, I started doing jigsaws and everything. Um, but I probably started speaking slower at, at Christmas. It was God. It was a tough Christmas. Just to fill the just to fill the the, the, the time. Fill the freaking time, <laughs> mother of God! Even the car was bored of me. <laughs> <laughs> so Shirley Valentine how do people find out where you are with it well the Gaiety website has the Gaiety stuff and yes. then there's city, citytheatredublin.com has all the other ones all the other ones right but to be fair the, the local theatre in your county will have it like the whichever theatre in your county is big enough to hold a big set so like we're we're struggling with Offaly at the moment and God love us Offaly needs it needs a bit of Shirley so we're going to probably do a smaller theatre and smaller set in Offaly okay. but like other places that'll be Glore or Cork Opera House or um, Green On up there and Eerie, yeah, 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 all we, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Norma thanks for coming into our cupboard 
Uh, <laughs> mind yourself and good luck with the tour, oh, the 32 county tour. That's Norma Sheehan there. That's it from us. Uh, Cormac and Sarah are on the way with Drive Time. We are back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your Monday evening. It's the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.